Welcome to MuggleCast. This is our Prisoner of Azkaban movie commentary. It's been a while since we've done one of these commentary tracks, and we're back for another. I think this is only movie commentary number five. Patrons were asked which movie should we do a commentary for next, and Prisoner of Azkaban won. Sorcerer's Stone came in second place, by the way. We'll do that one later in the year for the 20th anniversary. Uh, So Laura, Eric, Micah, and I are all here for the commentary track. Actually, uh, Andrew, uh, Eric and I are going to be leaving now because this was not our favorite movie. So Yeah, yeah. We just can't put up with that kind of, you know, treatment that we see on the screen. So you're, you really feel like of all the Harry Potter movies, this was the worst one? Well, I think a case can be made for number four. But let's let's pause on this debate. We have two hours and 20 minutes to talk about this. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So okay. for everybody who's listening, here's how you're going to sync up with us. If you have a digital copy, just start it at zero, 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 the very beginning of the timeline. OK, if you have a DVD or Blu-ray, press play at the menu. But then as soon as it starts playing, press pause. And again, if you can get to zero on the time code. Because we're all at zero right now. So that'll help us all sync up. If you're not perfectly in sync, that's okay. You'll only be off by a second or two. So it's not a big deal. And if you're really off, try again, I guess. Yeah. I mean, being really off is the story of my life. So it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Laura's going to hit play like 10 seconds after the first of us. Yep. Okay. Perpetually 10 seconds behind. So speaking of that, on three, we will all press play. On three. Okay. okay. So this is a practice, practice mode right now. I'm going to say one, two, two go. then no. on three. No, I'm doing it my way. One, two, <laughs> three. On three, that's when you hit it. Okay. Yeah, Everybody not, ready? Times for not real. before three, not after three. On three. On three. Three is the number of the count. It's like <laughs> when you're jumping into a pool or something, you don't do it after three, you do it on three. Okay. On but three. It's real this, this time. This is the oh, real countdown. Correct, okay. Micah. Here we make go. Sure we're not going back in time to fix Oh, I see what you did there. Oh. I see what you did there. Okay. On three. One, two, three. That was so stressful. <laughs> All right. Now you may continue your debate about yes. <laughs> this movie. Well, you know how the movie... You know, the Lego movies theme is everything is awesome. Yes. Yeah. This movie is everything is awkward. And Hmm. I'll point that out throughout our commentary. I'm very Um, interested to see how that compares to the first two movies where the child acting was uh, left something to be desired. Well, here's your big break from that, Laura. Nothing says puberty like Harry (laughs) under his bed sheets playing with his wand. (laughs) <laughs> wow i guess he's a teen now he's gonna hide yeah. from his uncle when he's under his covers why is vernon even his coming in there yeah it's rude <laughs> that is he that is a sure huge Harry's not sinning yeah that's a big invasion of privacy <laughs> what's he even looking at he's looking at like these curvy slender things now to be fair harry should have just gotten his warning letter, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, a hundred percent. Already first, we have a plot hole. First issue with this film is that he should not be able to do magic. Disregarding canon. <laughs> Obviously. Ugh. 
And the music is so loud that Vernon can, or sorry, the, the spell was so loud <laughs> that Vernon could hear it from three rooms over. I know. Harry's over here like, thing. why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> <laughs> Let me play with my wand in peace. I've said that once or twice. What? Anyway. Little dog. Poor dog. Did you all see this movie in theaters? Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, Micah? Oh, right. Micah was a late bloomer. I saw this movie at the premiere theater, the Odeon in Leicester Square. Oh. It's my first trip ever to London. Man, this starts off really rough. It does. Yeah. I forgot that. I feel like for me, too, it's probably been eight years since I've actually watched this start to finish. I will say the Dursley's home is more colorful than it ever was. Yeah. It's still bleak, but like there's a good variety to the way the furniture looks. It's not all very like one note. Yeah. It also feel. am, am I correct in saying this is the last time that we get a lot of exposition on the Dursley's in the films? Ooh. Yeah. I think that's safe to say. Cause I mean, we see Dudley in order of the Phoenix getting hit by the Dementor, but it doesn't feel like we get quite this, le- like the dog drinking out of the wine glass. Um, we just don't get this level of like granular detail about the way they live after this movie. I will say, is that a credit to this movie or is it simply an unavoidable part to set up the plot of why Harry runs away and finds the night bus? Uh, I mean, maybe both. Yeah. I do appreciate sort of the sass and Harry's discomfort here. Yes. I think it's really well shot. I think it's yeah. like clear. Like he did get some good direction in this scene. You just feel awful for him. Yeah. So sad. Oh, this is so mean. She's so mean. Well cast. The the exploding wine glass. What was well cast? Uh do you guys I also have a very firm grip. I've broken many a <sighs> wine glass. <laughs> really? And Marge was well cast. <laughs> yes, she was. I'm just kidding. And you know that's the same actress who was the trunch bull in Matilda? Oh, I no. did not realize that. Pam Ferris. That She's enjoying line. this though. Mm-hmm. She loves every minute of it. Says a lot about her. Harry's <laughs> yeah. carrying right now. The pup line breaks my heart every time. Yeah. I was honestly kind of surprised they kept that in the movie because that's a book line. Mm. I thought they were going to tame that down for the PG rating, but. Mm. Well, it's a word. Yep. Well, uh, any line by J.K. Rowling with the word bitch in it must be included in the movie. That's in that, the contract. It sounds like I'm, I'm insulting J.K. Rowling, but I'm not in this instance. <laughs> I'm just making a joke about them feeling the need to include every line with bitch. Amazing. That that little button thing, that was pretty awkward, but it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, there is definitely a, a factor of there's like a cheese factor in all of these movies where they have to do something like that. Yeah. 
This was very well done, though. Yeah. I feel like this could be a fun ride at the theme park. <laughs> you hold on like to Aunt March. To oh my god! <laughs> hold on to Vernon. <laughs> I love that. Sorry. Yeah, Vernon didn't even try. <laughs> Iconic shot. Yep. I remember that from the trailer. <laughs> mm, yeah. Is that a second TV? It is. You know, I've just noticed that for the first time, too. Or I completely forgot. They have two TVs like With 10 feet from each other. the same program on them. Uh, <laughs> it's a really a lack of imagination. So many owls around his room. Yeah. I thought he had a pair of AirPods on his night nightstand, but that was just a rock, I think. <laughs> well, I just did it in my bedroom 20 yeah. minutes ago. He's testing it out. <laughs> Nobody's watching me. So you say that now, Harry, but you don't understand the blood magic that has kept you alive this whole time. Aunt Marge is there. Do you see that? Yep. I, uh, this is, it's such a great little moment. I missed right that originally <laughs> in theaters. Everyone else was laughing and I was like, what's going on? Nice neighborhood. Yeah. Until right about now. I have a kind of funny story to share. At the very end of the movie, I've probably told it on the show before, but people might forget and or weren't listening to that episode. So mm. it's something that haunts me to this day. Oh, no. It's a little teaser for everybody. Stay tuned. Come it up. I feel like you've had a lot of stories like that recently, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I listened I face- to the latest millennial for reference. Oh, I see. I face many hurdles in life. Can we just observe how much of a baby Dan is? In this? I know. Like, he's so little. Yeah. Hiya, Harry. I really enjoy the whole aesthetic of this scene. I feel like they did a good job making it eerie. Yeah. And then right now, all of a sudden, everything's at peace. <laughs> now, if you go to Diagon Alley in Orlando, they, of course, have the <laughs> night bus and the conductor. So what do you call this guy? Is he a conductor, I guess? And uh, they hired a bunch of great actors to play this guy at the theme park. Love how Stan had to read his name off a piece of paper. Just deadlifting that trunk. Just unbelievable. What's strength. in it that's so heavy, by the way? I mean, it's mm. probably, oh, I guess books. Books, yeah. yeah. Well, as trunks go, Harry's is probably not the heaviest he's had to lift on a, like a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Could also use magic. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, anyway, Stan could totally win Guardian Leviosa that shit. But it's not as funny. Yeah. What is the purpose of this receipt? Pay up. Yeah, guess so. Oh, good. He's brought a lunch with him. Of course, the shrunken head was a Alfonso Cuaron touch. One of many. I will say, effects wise, this is very well adapted mm-hmm. from the book, the way that it squeezes. Yeah, it's fun to see. Yeah, and how chaotic it is, too. Mm. Yeah. So he never gives a name, right? Doesn't he give Neville in the book? He does. That's yeah. right. Which is a, a fun little Easter egg considering the connection between the yeah. two of them. Why are they timing this old lady? They're on they're on the move. They gotta, gotta get somewhere. Yep. Not a second to waste. <laughs> Sirius Black, what a scary man. Who I'm sure has no relation to Harry Potter. <laughs> Clearly not. Andrew, I know you mentioned that the shrunken heads were an addition of Alfonso, but do you like them as an addition? Oh, yeah. I think it adds a lot to the scene, though. It's quirky. Yeah, I agree. And it's things like this that made me like I remember seeing this in theaters and it's not a perfect film. It's obviously not a perfect adaption, but it felt like the first film that really captured the tone of the universe to me. Like the other, like Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets felt very like sterile to me. Like there wasn't the level of grittiness that you expect in the wizarding world based on the detail from the books. Well, prime example number one of why everything is awkward, Tom the bartender. Why is he like this ghouling Igor figure hunchback? (laughs) He was a genial old man. Like... Why do this? It doesn't make any sense. I think there's a spooky overall theme with this movie. Thinking the Dementors, of course, and then Sirius. Yeah. He reminds me of a Lurch or a Fester Adams. Yeah, but like that's not from the book. So who's like, who decided this was a good idea? It's just awkward. Yeah. Everything in Harry, Harry Potter is unique, different unexpected mm, maybe and i think that's just kind of more of that oh 
No, I wish at least he knows the rules right of now. hospitality. <laughs> yeah. I still remember reading the scene in the book and being like, wow, for the first time and being like, wow, Fudge is talking to Harry, like direct meeting. Like, yeah, it's big. Okay. Again, then what was he doing in his bed? Yeah. What is going on with Tom, the bartender? It does not make any sense. Is that Tom, the bartender? I I'm pretty sure that's Tom. Yeah. He's referred to as Tom. If not already, then certainly oh, by the okay. end of this. It just, really? it, it threw me off. And then the I was never then. right the whole rest of the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good acting from Robert Hardy, I believe. There you go. There, there it is. Yeah. I wonder if part of this was that they were, they were trying to make the viewers feel as awkward as Harry feels in this moment. Mm. Yeah. They do that the rest of the movie though. It's like, huh? Well, being 13 is pretty awkward. Yeah. It also has a lot of love in it when you find your family's, uh, you know, your, your found family. What a (sighs) bad room right next to the train. This was wonderful in the, excuse me, in the books, um, you know, the mirror that says tuck your shirt in and the many weeks he spends doing homework outside of Florian Fortescue's. Mm-hmm. But nope, straight to awkward number two, book trying to eat him. I will say the actual design of the book is great. If that thing was trying to eat me, I would not go and look under the bed for it. I like how it's like just spitting out chomped up pages. Like (laughs) keep regenerating them. Yeah. There's like in all of these movies, there are certain touches that they add for cinematic effect. I think that are unnecessary. Mm. Like, how every time Harry gets mad and he's like about to inadvertently do magic, wind starts blowing like he's Beyonce or something. <laughs> that, that always drives me nuts. Oh, wait, wind blowing. Yep, here we go. <laughs> Harry angry right now. Well, that's a little different. That was fun how- for um, that was in the trailer. I think that one. That's how me and Micah reacted when we were trying to record that muggle cast in Orlando. <laughs> people kept knocking on the door. Yeah. Now, how did they get down the stairs that quickly? That didn't look like the direction they were going in. <laughs> or maybe I just wasn't paying attention. I don't know. The only glimpse we ever get of the Charlie Weasley actor. I was just going to say also just like a a rare glimpse of the whole family. Right. Together. Those photo shoots. I've always thought those photo shoots must be just so fun. Yeah. I love how, especially in movies three, four and five, like all the boys we've talked about this before, but they all have very different hairstyles, Mm -hmm. especially when you compare any movie to movie four. 
the long hair phase. Yeah. I can't believe that was like allowed. <laughs> like, like, I want to know who was the first kid to grow their hair in. I feel like I remember reading an interview or seeing an interview with Mike Newell um, about Goblet of Fire. And I think it was Rupert specifically who had really shaggy hair. And they decided that it was a decidedly teenage thing to do. So they uh, just let everyone have bad hair. I mean, come on. Who among us had good hair when we were 14? Yeah, uh, true. Yeah. But it's just, you know, the long hair movie. It's kind of silly. Harry, I need you to know the facts. This guy is going to kill you. <laughs> Mark Williams is so good. Hey, there's Quizich player Chris Rankin. <laughs> <laughs> I never noticed that before. He was getting um, tea or something. Well, that's the best part of doing these commentaries is you can pay a little bit more attention to what's going on in the background because pretty much know the flow of the movie itself. True. And plus, I... we forget everything having not seen it in eight years. Don't forget the plot twist, Ron. (laughs) I stole that from a meme. I can't take credit for it. Oh, really? I like looking at these train scenes now, having been on the train in Orlando. Right. It's like exactly the same, the same size, the small hallway, the decor in each of the cabins. It's crazy how accurate it is. A man sleeping under a blanket. I mean, they really included everything. Mm -hmm. True trains. I mean, if you've ridden the trains in New York City, it's... Pretty much. <laughs> you wish. Point. You wish. What do you mean I wish? I do like the smoke. Even in spite of the rain, you know? Mm-hmm. I really feel like Dan's... Um, line delivery improves significantly in this movie. Like not to say that, I mean, he has moments where it's rough and we'll get to that later. Um, particularly shouting lines, but he was that friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's nowhere near her. How could he step on her foot? Anyway. Um, I, I really like, it just seems like he has a level of nuance and like sometimes comedy and sassiness. I know Eric, you touched on that at the beginning of the movie. Mm. Yeah, it's not so much that his the actual words he's saying are telling you what he's thinking. He now has the intonation that's telling you that. Mm-hmm. This is one of the best visual effects shots in like the entire series. I just love this. This is another security nightmare, by the way. This train <laughs> should be as safe as the school. Yeah, we're talking First, like well, Snowpiercer safe. Wouldn't you say that it is about as safe as the school? I mean... Uh. Uh, where's the trolley lady when you need her yes where are her and her long ass nails yeah she could impale some dementors there she is (laughs) 
I need to go off the trolley, dears. I don't think they can do wandless magic. It's really cool how they made those. Um, the rags were like mm-hmm. underwater. Does anybody else feel like the Dementors, like the design of them in this movie is way better than the later designs? Hmm. I feel like myself. they became sort of like generic, like Grim Reaper-esque figures later on. These terrify me in the way that the Ghost of Christmas Future terrifies me in the uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. That's the big one. It doesn't make any sense that he just gets up. I know. It's so like decisive. Doesn't say anything. I do like the way they blended somebody calling Harry with the train. And I mean, I will say some of what you're seeing here in terms of differences has to do with different cultural underpinnings of filmmaking, right? Alfonso Cuaron is Mexican and any country you go to is going to have different variances in the way that they shoot and the way the cinematography looks. Um, And I really appreciated that he brought his own influences to this movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's difficult for me not to tread on something like that, which is representation and like just another way of seeing the film. And it's always a struggle I run into thinking about commentaries. Like, okay, what's, What's a valid criticism of like the adaptation and then something like that where I was like, oh, Remus doesn't say anything. That doesn't make sense. Well, it's just another way of, exp- of like showing it, like you're saying. And so it's not very, you know, fair for me to be like down on it because well, it's, I mean, well, it's visual storytelling over exposition. Allowed, I mean, you're allowed to not like something, right? Yeah. Like yeah. just because I have an opinion about what Quran's background might have informed in terms of his cinematography doesn't mean you have to like it. No, no, but I do like what you said. Um, so that's where I'm at. I think the reason why, of course, this movie is so popular. I know it has its cr- critics, but it's so different and that's refreshing. We don't need the same director directing eight Wizarding World movies, mm. David Yates. I- I agree with that. Um, I still wish we would have gotten one more film out of Chris Columbus. Yeah, especially because like after movie two, a lot of people argue that some of the magic went away. Yeah. But they also had more story to get to. I feel like I'm in the minority on this. I don't feel I feel like, again, the universe represented in this movie, even though it is an imperfect movie. I felt like I was getting more of the story that I was familiar with being somebody who was a book reader before I saw the movies. Yeah. I will say we have whoever we have to thank for the robes being house colors. Thank you. (laughs) That's a change. Well, this was our first introduction to Michael Gambon as Dumbledore. Right. I think he's a great Dumbledore. I, I am not ashamed to say that. For yeah, a moment. I think people are really hard on him because of Goblet of Fire. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, he wasn't the only one who decided to portray it that way. He was directed. Right. Right. Exactly. That's how they wrote it in the screenplay, probably. 
And getting back to the, you know, Eric, I think you said earlier, there's like the spooky theme going on. I'm just mm-hmm. thinking now of that song, something wicked this way comes. Right. There's this overarching, yep. wicked, spooky Halloween theme. They should have released this in uh, in October. It came out in summer 2004. Yeah. And also Flitwick's makeover is pretty scary, too. <laughs> that was something that I never understood why they did that you know i'm glad they did just because he looked so crazy in the first two films yeah i mean he's a hogwarts professor they're all kind of crazy (laughs) they're all nutty yeah yeah and whose decision was that you have to wonder I mean, maybe, you know, maybe he was just going through like a midlife crisis. So he decided to grow his hair back and then dye it. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It'll happen to us one day. (laughs) We'll be dyeing our hair. Teachers are allowed to change their aesthetic. That's okay. Says teacher Laura. Exactly. What's with Dumbledore's hat? It looks like it's a toque. I think that that is probably a. Like a, some people wore hats or like a style choice. Like I don't, I never understood that actually. I'm glad you called that out. It's, you know, he's a, it's a nightcap. He's going to bed. <laughs> he sleeps underneath the head table just there. I still just love all of the observations about like the timeline where folks are showing Jude Law and how like, oh yeah, 12 years later, yeah, yeah, he's aged yeah. like 50 years. It'll be interesting to see if they try to age him up in these later Fantastic Beast movies. I assume not, because part of his appeal is that he's attractive, at least moderately. This is a bit on the nose with the fat lady singing, but it's funny. <laughs> she needs uh, tips from Aunt Marge. Oh. Well, I feel like we get more character from the fat lady yeah. in this film, too. Yeah, she was dead boring in the first one. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Alfonso. Thank you, Alfonso. <laughs> okay, there's a I ghost. I love this little touch of him walking through the ghost and being like, ah, oh, man. Yeah, that was a cool thing to do. There's some whimsical elements. This was a cool scene, too, because it's just kind of mm-hmm. them getting back together after the summer and they're just yeah. messing around. Catching up. They're chilling, Andrew, you know, like bros. Like bros, yeah. yeah. Doing the magic they allegedly weren't allowed to do. (laughs) I like how they think that's the worst one. (laughs) Yeah, Harry's a choo-choo train. That's a cool shot. Things were going so well. Oh, look, it's Micah's yard. (laughs) (laughs) The first casualty of Prisoner of Azkaban. (laughs) Oh, maybe not. Oh, and we also, of course, another big change was uh, moving Hagrid's hut. Well, yeah, the whole landscape, the yeah. whole grounds, it's yeah. not pristine at all. The Whomping Willow got a makeover. Ah, uh, Trelawney. God, I love her. She's well cast. That's funny. 
Andrew, any guilt? Any guilt about <laughs> Yeah, her? yeah, yeah. No, no, no guilt. No guilt. She did what she needed to do. She was there long enough. Of course, I wanted her to exist in the first place. I just, she just, she could die at the end of book seven. That's all. Yeah. Turn the telephones at Hogwarts. How's he going to imagine get all how tra- his- Imagine how traumatizing. Ugh. Imagine how traumatizing this is to be told your grandmother is not well when you're like 14. Right. Hermione's like, I'm time traveling for this. Yeah. Risking everything for this. <laughs> Look at all those teacups in the background. I was going to say, what's that? It's like they're shaped like a Christmas tree. Do you think they play Jenga on Fridays? <laughs> pretty, pretty high stakes there with the teacup Jenga. Mm-hmm. Oh. You're going to die, saw that. that was the one glimpse of diversity in the potter films <laughs> hey actually alfonso single-handedly brought like real diversity to these films those steps give me so much anxiety like if i had <laughs> I to go down those every day i feel oh, like i would yeah. slip yeah, this might be one awesome. of my first times watching this in widescreen, actually. Yeah, I was, right. I was a major proponent of full screen. I would only buy full screen DVDs for the longest time. Also, imagine traveling up all those steps after class. Get a good workout. Yeah, a huge workout. Every day is leg day at Hogwarts. <laughs> they got to eat. They got to uh, work out or work off all the food they keep having, all the feasts. <laughs> I also really love the soundtrack for this movie. It's mm. yeah, it's very good. Final one by John Williams. Yes. Mm-hmm. When we um, when we interviewed the Harry Potter and concert guys, uh, they said that this was their favorite by far. Um, all of John Williams' influences of like jazz and all of that gets paid off pretty well. They said. Hmm. <laughs> Crab and Goyle really look like babies. Yeah. Tom Felton, I don't know. He's aged nicely. Mm hmm. In that he still looks like he did in Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> Look like they're out of the next Scream movie. Yeah. (laughs) 
Hermione's over here that like, one. that's a fifth year subject. <laughs> it's funny when you see a shot like that where Hagrid's in the distance, you can see just like how not tall <laughs> he actually is. Right. <laughs> Movie magic shooting from a low angle to make him look taller. This is a fun visual gag where everyone steps back. And then Ron. Damn Ron. I love it. Love how year three is the rough year with like open collared shirt. Semi tie tie. Well, they just had to walk down a lot of stairs. They're winded. Oh. Of course he bows to Harry Potter. Who doesn't? (laughs) The centaurs. It's an interesting touch with Draco eating the green apple because of how they use the green apple in Half-Blood Prince. Oh. Mm. That's a fun moment. I don't know about you guys, but I really believe this animal. You know, this is like... Me every day with my cat is this. Like, will you let me pet you? Will you let me pet you? Will you yeah, not kill me? It, it's interesting because this is so believable. But when you get the werewolf later in the movie. Yeah, it's like take, it's, it sets you back. It's like yeah. taking three steps back. I was very confused by how low budget the werewolf felt. Mm. It was like maybe they ran because out of they, money. Well, or maybe because they really wanted you to connect with Buckbeak. And that involves making him look as realistic as possible. Whereas the werewolf. Eh, yeah, but we're important. supposed to connect with Lupin, right? Like, yeah. yeah. But in werewolf I, form. I think they took for Lupin and we'll get to it later, but I think they took the book line that he's always looking thinner and ragged mm-hmm. and, and actually translated that to his werewolf form, which I think was a misstep. I agree. He could still be very terrifying as a wolf. And that's like the whole point but it could be taking a toll on his humanity. It's a very artistic shot coming up. Yeah. With the toenail. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This whole sequence is beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I will say it was very awkward when Hagrid was just picking up Harry. I'm like, that's out of character. He's <laughs> just like, hey, 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 let me go. Let me go. <laughs> Definitely need so to put something on that scar, though. Hmm. This might have been the first movie that made me actually want to visit Hogwarts. I will say that. <laughs> like movie Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Griffin Dork in the Discord says the werewolf looks like a giant naked mole rat. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> 
A naked mole rat. Not a mole rat with a sweater. Haven't we heard that same sound clip multiple times? The whole, that was wicked, Harry. Like, <laughs> I feel like we've heard that more than once in these films. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't know. Why be so mean? Oh. I feel like Tom Felton nailed this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hermione correctly oh. puts her finger on how serious the situation actually is. No, it isn't. He hit his arm. Well, scratched him. Oh, yeah, but if he does anything less than take it completely seriously, even though he knows Malfoy provoked Buckbeak, he'd be even worse off. Man up, Malfoy. Oh, Buckbeak is such a cat. I don't know why I'm just where putting you need that together. cell phone cameras, though, because if they had them, then Buckbeak never would have even gone to, to trial in the first place. That's right. True. Oh, poor Draco. Oh. He got patched up quick. I think I just saw a copy of Fantastic Beasts on their table. No, seriously. No. Oh. Like the Mina Lima cover for the movies. <laughs> He's been sighted. He's been sighted. Duff Town, home of the Duff Beer Factory. Such an awkward scene. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. That was definitely awkward. All right. And what was that about 15 seconds that could have been given to the Marauders backstory? Ooh, let's tally it up. <laughs> By the end of the film, we'll have the five minutes we need. This brings me back to the days when Dumbledore was teaching this class. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually is pretty crazy. A, hmm. Is there a Funko of the Snape Bogart? Oh, I, yeah, I, I think there is. Snape. Oh, yes, there is. Oh, my gosh. One hundred seventy dollars on Ew. Amazon. This must be mm. very rare. Damn. Twenty seventeen fall convention exclusive. Hello.
It's dangerous territory here. I wonder if Neville uh, is upset that Hagrid didn't bring up his grandmother in class. <laughs> Since she was brought up both in Trelawney's and now Lupin's. Oh, yeah. See, confidence. <laughs> this is what happens when a teacher inspires confidence in Neville. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Alan Rickman did this so well, though. So good. It must have been so fun. <laughs> I wonder what's carved on the floor. Some kind of crest, you know, in this room. I didn't see that. Yeah. You'll see it in a second when they do the thing. But this is the same classroom that Gilderoy Lockhart was in, that uh, Moody teaches the Cruciatus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and uh, in Fantastic Beasts, Dumbledore teaches his class in here. Well, exactly, yeah, you called it, yeah. it's it, But it's like, I don't know if it's on set or whatever, but they have the same room and they just keep, it's amazing. Well, yeah, it's just like the room of requirement room. They use that set for like, six seven maybe not, not that many different scenes slughorn's yeah. party right, requirement, right. dumbledore's army uh gobbled a fire oh the trophy room yeah i yeah, think I that's think. right yeah so you know that set definitely stuck around how is this snake any more scary than this jack-in-the-box that she turns it into. That is scarier to me than the snake. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I hate clowns. <laughs> I like the way this is done, though. The transition between yeah. the clown and the Dementor. This is not a white bouncy ball. This is very clearly... The moon. And it was in this moment that everyone knew he was a werewolf. <laughs> Professor, it's only been 15 minutes. <laughs> Wicked. I was so excited about this reading it for the first time. They get to go to Hogsmeade. How fun. Little field trip. Now, I'm sorry, but this I always felt was such BS. I know. Well, it's it's obviously a control thing, right? They're manipulating Harry because of his shoddy home life, but also putting him somewhere where he's ultimately going to be less at risk than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like they know this sucks for him. It's a nice courtyard. <laughs> I 
But hey, Harry gets to have this nice chat instead. Yeah. He's like, oh man. Oh well. Now I have to do this. <laughs> yes, I recognized you after you passed out and your eyes were closed on the train <laughs> by your eyes. <laughs> you know, this this line about your mother was there for me and she had the a way of recognizing the good in people. This was what J.K. Rowling said was a line that wasn't you know in the movie it was inspired and would come into play in the books it's like the writers had excellent insight into something that would come into play in book seven it was also slightly misleading though too because i think a lot of fans started to wonder was there anything there between remus and lily yeah Uh, yeah but I think in the end, it just had more to do with her compassion for Snape. Actually, I think it's, I think that's what it meant is mm-hmm. it's like setting up Snape and Lily's ability to care for somebody obviously so dark. Security nightmare. Uh, oh, I love that Neville's right behind them. Look at that giant thinking. picture that was just an eye. Did you guys see that? No. I mean, three cheers for Chris Ranking finally getting to say, I'm head boy. <laughs> that Ginny's one line of the movie. Yeah. There's a giant eye on the right. Oh, yeah. Do you see was the totally giant giraffe? Giraffe. I've never <laughs> noticed that before. What the hell? And by the way, that was some unnecessarily angry Dumbledore action right there. Yeah. Move, move. Walder Frey. Oh. How do you propose a squib rounds up any ghosts? Is there something oh, crying? Yeah, there's a portrait of a lady holding a baby. Yeah, it's in the I've never right. heard it before. Yeah. I can confirm that because I have closed captioning on. Yep, same. I love the drama of this scene, how it's like they found her and everyone goes running. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, there's the giraffe. Is it wrong that the only place that the fat lady could hide was behind a hippo? Mm. <laughs> like, do you think that was done intentionally? Oh, probably. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> okay. 
Nothing is getting through these doors. See, Hogwarts is the safest place. Yeah. I've never seen a door with this many locks. This door means business. Unfortunately, Um, there's like seven passageways into the school. All right. (laughs) Was there like a blooper of somebody farting during the scene or something like that? Yeah, no, they... They put uh, like a fart machine in Dan's sleeping bag <laughs> and they were setting it off while they were delivering their lines and he's laying there trying not to crack up. <laughs> this is the one thing we got robbed on from day one, the outtakes, the lack of outtakes for all the stories that have been released in mm-hmm. the press. The idea that none of it is being shown preposterous at this point. How many ultimate extended box set anniversary collections are they going to be before we actually get you know the kids i mean at this point if they haven't done it i just feel like it's never happening i'm afraid you're lost at all or they i mean they had blooper reels for some of the movies right they just didn't for others i don't think so maybe you know, the one thing I always wanted to do and never did, though, was those Ultimate Edition eight-part documentaries. I wonder if there's any in there. If anybody listening on Discord actually watched those or any listeners want to write in, I'm very interested in some of the content that was in those documentaries. I don't know. Change of season. JY in the Discord is saying they think the footage of the fart device prank is on YouTube. Oh. That is the yeah, one thing. Some be. of these have like leaked to like YouTube where it's the least place you'd expect it first. Hmm. Iconic. No. It's probably one of the more iconic lines in the entire movie. Yeah. Franchise. I mean, there was one trailer that started out with that moment for this film. Do you remember? I'm trying to think. What's the significance of 394? I don't know, but it's stuck. Yeah. Because he's teaching them about werewolves. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, slow your roll, girl. I think it is. it does need to be called out how clever the whole pan around the room and Emma Watson's not there, and then show like Mm -hmm. back where you started and then she's there they did like three or four times already in this film it's amazing i do think it's a little bit much though even at this point how many times ron asked where she come from it's kind of like yeah drinking out of the hip flask yeah i was gonna say or barty crutch jr's tongue thing oh god that stupid (laughs) tongue thing hello father (laughs) (laughs) can't wait till we finally talk about goblet of fire See, I hate this because they totally robbed Ron of a great book moment in this where he was like, instead of being like, he's right, you know, being like, hey, you ask a question. She knows the answer. Why ask if you don't want to be told? Yeah. Yeah. If I lose a limb, I'm taking a day off. I don't care who's (laughs) giving me credit.
Snape is such a petty bee. Like thinking about what he does here. This animation is fun. This is really, really nice. Well done, Draco. (laughs) (laughs) He could have been like a Daily Prophet cartoonist or something. One place where they aired the wardrobe, I don't think anybody needed numbers on the jerseys. They kind of, I think it lost some magic when they gave everybody these jerseys. It's a little bit much like school sports, if you know what I'm saying. I understand this is a school sport, but right, <laughs> I prefer the old design. But it the numbers take you out of the moment entirely. Like maybe because there's the there's only seven players on a team. Period, and there's only three that are doing any one thing at any given time. And I always thought it was really cool how the commentators have to know, you know, who's doing what, et cetera. I don't know. The numbers, besides the fact that it's Potter and it's seven, I don't know why there are numbers. It's so they could sell it at a store. Yeah. Yeah. But I loved the Quidditch robes from the first two films, is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe these are more athletic. Maybe it's just like... You know, well, first of all, it's raining. It's raining. They have to. Maybe that's like a rain jacket type thing. Oh, I see. Like rain slicker. I think I'm pretty sure you can buy these in the parks. I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell. We we can tell, Eric. We can tell you a lot of problems with the uniforms here. Uh, Does that broomstick vibrate though? (laughs) Oh, it looks. It looks like it's shaking pretty much, man. It's shaking. But does it come with two double A batteries? I think they're D's. Double D's. <laughs> Creepy. Gingivitis. Sucking face. <laughs> yeah, he needs to go to the dentist. Resto momentum. Very, very good that he's falling right in the center of the pitch, though, too. Oh, yeah. Convenient for him. Nice. Arrest the momentum. Stop the momentum. I'm translating for everybody. Was that helpful? No? Okay. Neville and I had no idea what it meant before that, so thank you. (laughs) Are you did you not work at name origins or spell origins? Lord? No, I didn't. <laughs> that would have that would have cleared it up. I didn't realize uh they're working on the other uh person a little bit down. Yeah, what happened to Hufflepuff? The kid gets hit by lightning or something. Oh no. Crookshanks is dead. man you're gonna need the elder one to repair that broom why doesn't Dumbledore just come by and be like repairo is that like a giant stone sundial behind them or something it's a dais yeah, yeah it kind of mm-hmm. looks okay. like something that's where aslan gets sacrificed in the uh <laughs> the stone table 
They reused the set for Narnia. I like Lupin's cloak. It's a good cloak. Well, actually, so like the scarf really pulls it together, right? It's yeah, like yeah. Long blue. Looks very comfortable. Right. Oh, there's where Dumbledore's going to be buried. <laughs> a great spot to bury a headmaster, wouldn't you say, Harry? Source it? Uh, just, just thinking out loud. <laughs> just thinking ahead. <laughs> yeah. Just, just like, planning for the future. <laughs> we're going into winter. Ah, uh, yeah. These are probably some of the best transition scenes for, like, seasons. Well, it's just Hedwig. Hedwig changes the season. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that did, she did that in her power. Um, the first movie too. Oh yeah, right. Until Hedwig flies, it the seasons have to stay the same. Oh, the frozen fountain that was really good. A giant clock. Hmm. Yeah, it's about time, Andrew. <laughs> we were told electronics don't work at Hogwarts, but the slide projector, most clocks, mechanical. They don't need. Electricity. Especially when you can magically turn the gears. Achieve the same result. I like how a person just walked by in the background while they're doing this. I love this design. I really do. Mm-hmm. Iconic. Also, Mina Lima. Yep. And of course, in the credits, you see Newt Scamander on the map, right? That's right. Every once in a while, that resurfaces and everybody gets really excited. <laughs> if you didn't already know that. Right, right, right. Hmm. I've always oh, wondered how they cracked it. Oh, yeah. Well, well this, much in the way that Snape, you know, like gets insulted by it. I feel like George and Fred would have the wherewithal to say a couple of things that provoke some sort of response and then go from there. Like, I think it would help someone if it knew that they were trying and worthy. It's but like the not. sword of Gryffindor. <laughs> Yeah, I, I reveal myself to the worthy. I really did just see Newt on the map. I thought that was only in the credits, or maybe huh. I'm confusing when you see it. But like, that kind of like gives weight to like Newt being present in this timeline and at Hogwarts. Obviously, I don't know. That's an interesting choice that they decided to include it in the movie. Harry just straight up stole that lollipop. I know, and he'd clearly been licking it. There was saliva on it. 
This is clearly pre-COVID-19. I ship it. <laughs> That's rough. Close your jacket, Malfoy. Okay, you kind of just did. You're going to catch a cold. Yeah. Like the fur hat. I do too. Yeah, it's a cool hat. <laughs> Malfoy gets scared by <laughs> the stupidest things. The invisible snowman. This is like a minor thing, but just imagine having to create all that snow and then having to recreate or like reset the snow after every take. Oh, yeah. So much work. Yeah. Like get rid of all the footprints and all that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Wow, they got a lot of snow. I remember maybe I'm bringing up the theme parks too much, but I remember I think they had like applied for a patent to create snow at the theme park because the roofs. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The roofs there have snow on top of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But I guess they just figured it wouldn't work when it's, you know, a hundred degrees out. Yeah, they settled for like, you know, good theming and painting. Yeah. Harry's like, I need in on this. Don't we get more talking heads here? Uh, yep. Hominem Revelio is like a fifth level Hogwarts charm. Just putting that out there. Was this the same room they were in earlier I in the movie? So. In the uh, Leaky Cauldron? It yeah, that looks very similar, it doesn't it? Does look similar. Uh, Maybe just like the opposite side. What a crappy minister for magic. You can't even (laughs) pick up the scent. Drinking on the job. Oh, I never noticed the dog. Oh, yeah. Also, we're uh, early. Yeah. The four of us are watching this with headphones and hearing Harry breathe is kind of freaking me out. I think it's one of you three. It's uh, ASMR, right? Yeah. <laughs> Early 2000s. 
He's my godfather. No. Jesus, Harry. Harry's such a rebel. There's a yak in the middle of the uh, road there. What was that? <laughs> I don't know. Everybody ready for the big line? Oh, yeah. So, Laura, what do you feel? What do you feel could have been done differently? Here, Um, I don't think he needed to scream. I think the screaming made it really bad. I get you're upset, man, but I don't know. I feel like he wasn't. He hadn't arrived at the level of nuance yet to be able to like cry and scream. Without it feeling really forced. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like a zero to Aida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a great scene. Nope. Oh. No, it's not. We're uh, changing Uh-oh. seasons. Just flying through like we have a time turner. These candles always creep me out. I think they're they're cool. They are. They are cool. You would, Laura. They are cool. Listen, I would one hundred percent have these in my house. Wow. I love spooky shit. Oh, excuse me. Spooky stuff. <laughs> you already said it too late. When you're talking about a spine. You can call it shit. I see. Because <laughs> that's messed up. What is this room? I don't know. It's like it history. reminds me of uh, that orb from Game Oh, yeah. At the Citadel, the top of the Citadel? Yeah, in Old Town. Wait a second. This is Dumbledore's office. No. Yes, 100%. Uh, Well, repurposed. It has that little area where you step down into. It has the staircases up. It's got all the, the cabinets. You're right. Man, they really recycled many, a lot of the sets. I wonder how many times they did that throughout the movies. They made I this don't... movie for $5. They already had all the wood, <laughs> all the sets. They just cleared out his desk. They bear, I mean, it's a very <laughs> unique room. I'm surprised that they would dare to use yeah, Dumbledore's right. office for a different scene set. But Laura, well, in case you were wondering, Gryffindor says that uh, they got a spine candle holder in one of their geek gear boxes. Ooh. Oh, man. I never realized that Lupin actually lights those by his hand. That's, That's cool. pretty cool. 
I'm going to have to look for some of these for our place. I'm serious. I am never entering that place <laughs> yeah. if you have these. That's like curse. Or uh, I saw x-rays of, of my spine last year and I nearly passed out at the chiropractor. <laughs> I, I literally said to the chiropractor, I need to lay on the floor. I'm about to pass out as she was talking okay, about my Never spine. watch the Doctor Who episode called Turn Left. Don't do it. Okay. Um, and then also, how much of a mess would these candles leave? Because they like so many protruding parts that would never like pool cleanly. Yeah, I have a feeling if you were to get something like this, it would be a fake candle that has one of those little lights at the top of it. Uh, so it looks like a candle, but isn't really. Because it would look even more horrifying once it like once it starts melting. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a spine now, but who can even tell? After it would look hours. like my spine after podcasting for three hours. <laughs> yeah, Harry, shoot the white stuff at it. Ward it off. <laughs> it's a barrier. Love it. Aw, oh, Lupin, so excited. Good job, James. I mean, Harry, 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 Harry. That took several months in the books. Right. It's all about pacing, Eric. I know. Oh, that little train. Did you know him, Professor? Not really. Stripes. <laughs> you know, I don't mind these plain clothes. I didn't realize Eric, you really actually... haven't complained about this movie very much. I'm so glad you said that. I was worried about going a little hard at the start. So. When will you be going hard? No, I, you know, I don't know. It's most of this movie is fine. Here's my thing about this movie. Certain things like the bog art scene. Yeah, that's really funny. Um, Certain things like the bog art scene and the dementors, like those are plot things. So when people look back at this movie and say, oh, prisoner of Azkaban movie is great. Like, oh, that bog art scene or the night bus. That was so well shot. Any film adaptation of the third Harry Potter book would contain those things. So it's hard for me to say this movie was great because of those things. I'd rather talk about the non sort of plot aspects, like the way in which lines were delivered, which we were very praising of Dan for earlier and things like that. But that's where I kind of find a lot of fault with this is I, I think some lines are very awkward or I think, Things are changed that didn't need to be. I, I don't know. It's tough. It's I just still struggle with this That's film. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I can appreciate just how visual, like, look at the light. 
Like even the light yeah. from Harry's wand, the light on Ron is brighter than anything in the uh, David Yates films. Like, mm, yeah, it's, it's a whiter white than anything you can find in the last four Harry Potter movies. Like also warmer tones. That's a good shot, too. You know, for how many times we get Hogwarts after dark in the books, you don't really get it in the films except for this. Mm-hmm. And I like the way this was done. It's just like the way in which Hogwarts looks extremely different at night. Yeah. Um, whereas in the first film, everything's still so well lit by the moon, you know? But like here, you just don't know portrait-wise... Like you could, you could be in a dungeon, you know, it's not the most traveled hallway during the day. Right. I also just love how much um, characterization we get from the portraits in this movie. Yeah. There's a lot. They're given a lot more to do. Yeah. (laughs) We're trying to sleep. (laughs) I love this. Yeah, this is a good scene. Yeah, Shelby (laughs) says, why didn't you take your invisibility cloak? Because otherwise the scene wouldn't have happened. No, do I. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot of insults towards the parents, this movie. There's something wrong with the bitch. There's something wrong with the pop. My last will and testament. You see, I saw the Grim, <laughs> sir. Uh, and Tr- Professor Trelawney says I'm going to die. So I'm thinking about what I might want to give my friends. Oh, snap. Uh-oh. Bad idea. The way Alan Rickman enunciates everything. Snape, why are you so petty? I mean, we know why, but damn, <laughs> dude. <laughs> also, where are Snape's PJs? <laughs> he just always wears you're, that. You're looking at him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's what a vampire does. You see how Never many buttons that has, Micah? You're going to undo and then redo every button? He just vanishes all the dirt off of his outfit every day. There you go. Evanesco. It's a good point. We probably never see Snape out of that uniform. (laughs) I 
I love his little like petty flick of the wand there. He's like, fine. Gross. Listen, Lupin, he only just got it six minutes ago. Yeah, really. But Professor Lupin, how do you know what the map is? <laughs> Natural oh, question, that's right? My friends, we're not going to tell you. Newt Scamanda. <laughs> Snap. At least that reaction is real. Okay, Lupin's got... We all agree Lupin has like a backdoor password to this thing, right? Where he can like scroll through all the various people that have showed like do a search and find command and like all that other stuff that only the makers could do with it. I think so, at least. <laughs> hmm. Has anyone ever had a moment like that? You just like get up and leave a class. Hmm. I don't remember. Or a meeting. Mm. <laughs> oh God. Definitely a meeting. I wish. Oh, Laura, I don't think uh, you told people uh, since we've been recording, you brought popcorn and lemonade to today's I, recording. I did. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah. Cause this is, you know, in the evening. Right. And I wanted to make sure I had a snack. What kind of popcorn? It's a kettle corn. So oh, it's like that it. sweet and salty. Yeah. Mm. It's very good. I had lemonade earlier today. Strawberry lemonade. Fancy. It's a cat too. <laughs> a lot of hidden cats. That's really well done. Better than the fireplace. I was going to say, <laughs> let's compare this to the fireplace scene. Oh, my God. This is me with seasonal allergies. 
This is me when we do Saturday morning recordings. <laughs> Very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> we do yeah, a lot of post-production on... sound quality. Yeah. Uh, Anti-Trelawney voice yeah. filter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before we hit record on Saturday mornings, I just give a prophecy every time about how something <laughs> horrible is going to happen during the episode. And it never does, which is great. That you know of. Oh. What's so they're bleachers then? The wooden kind of that's like so it's such an interestingly designed classroom. Well, it's supposed to be a trap door with a ladder going up. Yeah, but instead they made it like it could be any other room, but there are like these wooden steps, but they don't stretch the back back wall of the hmm. place. Speaking of Westeros, seeing yeah. straight out of it. <laughs> Look away, girl. I like how they kind of give him a little bit of a Dementor aesthetic with his mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he is a Death Eater, right? Yeah. yeah. You can no. tell because he's really into animal cruelty. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, though, wouldn't you have loved to see him get slammed against the wall by Hagrid in Deathly Hallows Part 2? Yeah, you've convinced me. These are the ruins that we'll uh, be by in the Hogwarts uh, mystery game. Or not mystery, legacy. Now, do we have to watch this all over again, or can we just fast forward? (laughs) (laughs) We're taking the easy way out, listeners. Thanks. Again, anxiety, watching them go down that steep staircase with no handrails. A bunch of sharp rocks, too. Yeah. See, I'm really, I'm clumsy. I'm I'm not well balanced. I would fall. Yeah, I guess the fine, like, pristine, finely mowed lawns of the first two films don't make too much sense. Well, like, yeah, because they're in Scotland. Feel like upper Scotland, mm-hmm. right? What is hanging in Hagrid's roof ceiling thing? Bunch of cages. I don't I don't want to know. Hagrid, you got no room to talk. Fudge is throwing rocks at us. <laughs> if you have something to throw, look at me. This time of night, it's like 4.30. I know, it's light outside. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love the little touch of Hagrid covering the um, whatever it is. 
like the little trash goblin thing from the Flintstones movie. That is a giant friggin' scythe. Like, McNair's actually gonna take that inwit to the house with him? Yeah, it's his uh, emotional support axe. <laughs> Giant blade? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's kind of ridiculous that the minister has to show up for this, though. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, the Malfoys have him in their pocket, though. That's the whole thing. Yeah, it's the level of fuss that the um, that Lucius has gone to. Maybe Fudge likes this, too. This part of the job. Buckbeak's like, Harry, what the hell? Where are you going? <laughs> You're supposed isn't, to save me. Isn't it a little odd that the first two movies were released in the fall and then the one that's like actually set around fall gets released in the summer? That's a What's fair up point. with that? Yeah. And then Goblet of Fire was back to November. Yeah, yeah, what the heck? Yeah. I mean, I guess they were testing if it would do better in the bo- at the box office, but bad timing. Tested with f- movie four instead. Uh, no. Also, do you really need to execute? You could just use your wand. <laughs> right. Yeah, but that splits the soul. Ow. I never noticed that little blood there before. Uh, have we ever joked about this being a ride at the Universal Studios? The Whomping Willow fair, like uh, carousel ride? I'd be down for that. Yeah. Like, hop in. You do get to see the arms of the willow on the Forbidden Journey ride. Oh, yeah, that's right. Coming down at you. I get dragged by a dog. So is this the scene you guys were talking about where the werewolf doesn't look good? Oh, not until later. Well, that's not the werewolf. Yeah, never mind. Serious. You know, my theory on the werewolf thing is they built... The whole design based on how good Emma Watson's werewolf voice impression was. Cause she does like a, <laughs> she does like a mating call for it. Right. So they're like, okay, that's not great, but it reminds us of a naked mole rat somehow. So why don't we just, you know, I think they might've, they might've also been drawing inspiration from like traditional interpretations of how werewolves look like, I think interpretations of that have changed over time. They've uh, become more humanoid looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're more like bears than wolves now. Yeah. Well, still, looks, they could have they could have done that, and it could have looked better. <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty consistent with what was shown during Snape's class. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, Yo, Harry looks point, weird without his glasses. It's more human like. 
How much upper body strength must Hermione (laughs) have to be able to pick Harry up one handed by his shirt and throw him down here? True. In real life, his shirt would have just ripped off. Or she would have broken her arm, (laughs) realistically. (laughs) To be fair, I think the centrifugal force of the willow is doing the work. She just needs to, like, hold on. But could be a lot of strain. I was imagining something totally different for the shrieking check, but me too. I don't, I don't know what exactly. This a this is shackier. Talk about reused sets. This looks like Grimmauld Place. It's so narrow. Mm. Yeah. I think I picture when I read the book the first time, I pictured the shrieking shack to be a single room. Yeah, I don't know if that's right though. Hmm. That checks out for me. That's a good example of visual storytelling. The the paw prints leading into shoe prints. Yeah. Ugh, that guy needs a shower. I like his prison tats. <laughs> Forget Laura about loves the magic. magic prison tats. <laughs> He's so crazy. He's definitely bad. Mm. Gay. <laughs> Wolf star. Wolf star. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> I trusted you. He was that friend. Twelve. See, this is how you yell through your anger, <laughs> and it seems authentic. <laughs> Oh, come on, though. Gary Oldman's like 30, 40 years older. Yeah, 100%. Dan was a child. Honestly, that's a good point. You're just kidding. I get it. Also, that line made no sense from Lupin. You really are the brightest witch of your age I've ever met. What? Yeah, what does that say? Yeah. You hang around a lot of schools, non-professor Lupin? I mean, they keep using that again and again. Sirius even says it to her. At the end of the movie. Mm. This scene, this part of the scene, when Snape comes in, I still remember being in the movie theater. I still remember leaning forward in my seat being like, oh my gosh, look at all these adult actors coming together for like this big scene. I was so impressed and just (laughs) enthralled. You get, I mean, that's that's a great call. Like, this may be the only time where you get them and there's room for dialogue, right? Like, right. Mm-hmm. An extended with each other. acting scene. Yeah, they're not doing wand magic. They're not doing, you know. And it's not primarily centered around the kids, at least in yeah. this moment. Yeah. Right. God. 
It's funny how things just stick with you. And then, of course, when Pettigrew comes in. Just like, oh, this is so tense. Oh, my gosh. Severus, please. Severus, please. <laughs> Love it. A lot of rehashed lines in this scene. He was their friend. I trusted you. Severus, please. Expelliarmus. Now be a great moment to mention they wrote the map. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah, it really wouldn't have taken that much to include it in a little mm -hmm. explanation. Like we all learned to do over the course of three <laughs> years. I'm also the black dog, as you know. Lupin is the werewolf and Pettigrew's the rat. Your father was a horse. Don't ask me why. <laughs> so here's a bit of costuming that I hate. Mm, I hate yeah. how rat-like they make Timothy Small look in this. It's just too on the nose. Yeah. The only thing I could think of to justify it, and I don't love it either, is just how much time he spent as a rat. Mm -hmm. Like, rarely too. transforming to human form. Yeah. So some I of mean, the mannerisms might be stuck. Yeah, and you know what? They could have done mannerisms without, like, giving him claws Yeah, and having him, like, hold his hands by his face and having big old rat teeth. It is like a caricature. Yeah. But like, this reminds me of Tom the bartender. Well, if you think about it too, Alfonso Cuaron was really responsible for introducing a lot of characters mm -hmm. in the series. Yeah. Well-known characters. Yeah. A new Dumbledore, Lupin, Sirius, Pettigrew. Yeah. Characters that will be with us for multiple Trelawney. films. Also, we'll clear the dead record. Dead inside, Harry looks when he says that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, can you imagine what it's like for him probably in that room? Like, cause you can tell that when there's these moments that he's very anxious or nervous, even when he's acting, but you think about the level of actor that's in that room that he has to act in front yeah. of. True. I think that's a great point. Mm -hmm. The grounds look really nice. Mm-hmm. Suppose you don't know this, Harry, but I can sign your permission slip. 
even though the school year's over. Did he say he's going to chop they might, Yeah, they might have to amputate his leg. Yeah. Oh, my. Now he's pulling a Draco. And see, like, even right here could be a good moment to be like, oh, Hogwarts is so beautiful. I remember when we made the map, by the way. <laughs> you know, like, there, there were multiple moments where they could have at least mentioned it. Yeah. So, wait, when does it get mentioned? Well... Now Harry mentions that there is two best friends. It's just not explicit. Mm. It's just for how good these chapters are in the book. Mm -hmm. It is such a disservice. Like there are so many ups and so many downs, but that's why you read. That's why, Mm -hmm. you know, they may never be as good as they are in the books. I forgot this scene completely when these two mm. are just talking with that beautiful shot of Hogwarts. Ah. It's like home. Oh. Uh-oh. We forgot what day it was. Yeah, what the heck? After 30 years of Don't Remus. Do you have an app for this? Yeah, there should be an app for that. <laughs> Oh no, oh, I'm sure there is. Oh no. Don't transform. Okay. You can stop it. Uh... No. Okay, if he leaves his clothes behind. Every time he transforms, when he transforms back, where do his clothes come from? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that raises a, a lot of questions about, like, physics and mass in the wizarding world. Like, if Pettigrew is transforming into a rat, like, mass doesn't just go away. So he should really be a rat that weighs as much <sighs> as his human self did. That's a great point. And if not, where did that mask go? Mm. Into non-being. <laughs> you know, don't you think one reason Remus looks this way is to differentiate him from Sirius the dog? Yes. So, I don't know. This never bothered me. How he looks. There is a reason they never sell this like action figure of <laughs> movie version. Like, it's, think about it. It's one of the few toys you've never, never seen. Oh no! Not everything can look like a pygmy puff. Yeah. I mean, they might even sell the Grim. They sell Fluffy. Yeah. Well, yeah. And Buckbeak, and you know. But does is Lupin's werewolf transformation iconic in the way that Fluffy is? No, it's yeah disturbing. Take that. Yeah, just hit it with a rock, Harry. Yeah, That's like what? Smart. I mean, I guess just to distract him. Promise me you won't go looking for Werewolf Lupin. 
<gasps> a lady werewolf is out there. <laughs> yeah. A lady werewolf has appeared. She used <laughs> howl. It was very effective. <laughs> so, can anytime I hear a, like a dog or an animal whining in pain like this, it all just kills me. Yeah, yeah. You think it's serious or Lupin? Uh, no, I, I don't. It's it's not anything specific to them. Just like any time in a movie, it's like implied ah. that an animal has been hurt. It hurts my heart. You almost want to stick around for the credits and see that disclaimer of no animals were right. <laughs> just to be sure. I just met you. This is crazy. Take me to your house. Sign my permission form as you die. I want to go to Hogsmeade. (laughs) I know I just got out of jail, but do you want to come live with me? (laughs) In my cell, we had a partner. I'll get rid of my prison tattoos. (laughs) Yeah, I bet they have removable tattoos in the uh, Wizarding World. I would think so. You just regrow. I mean, if you can heal broken bones, then... yeah. Did Sirius have a cellmate? No. Okay. Really not. He strikes me as someone who would be in solitary confinement. Yeah. When Fudge visited him, they talked about him asking for the newspaper and there was no mention of like anybody else. But that said, I've always kind of imagined Azkaban as like a weird one room schoolhouse type place where like the prisoners are separate, but the Dementors feed on them as a whole. So... It's kind of a weird, like, I don't know, whatever their individual units are, it's designed in like a weird shape or something to maximize the amount of sorrow. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Some kind of like runic tower or something that works with the Dementor's magic. Just real crazy stuff. Oh, man. This is like when you take the Patronus test on Pottermore. <laughs> He did do a good job with that. Moose. Where's squirrel? (laughs) This would be a little better if it was explained. It's a good shot. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think to your point, Eric, it would have been great to get more of an explanation here because then it's also the reader, right, in this moment is thinking, oh, is there a chance that the fourth Marauder is actually out there somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah they don't really have any of that. Harry doesn't have that hope within him. Well, doesn't he? Isn't there a moment in the movie where he says to Hermione, I saw my dad? And then he does have the realization yeah. that it was himself. Mm. Obviously, mm-hmm. so it was me. but yeah, they don't explicitly state it. So the problem the is, there's never going to be another film where they can explain it, and so by not doing it in this film, kicking the can down the road, mm-hmm. they've forever doomed that whole plot thread and any subsequent like tangential plot threads that come from it. They couldn't have known that when they were adapting this, but it just kind of. 
sexual yeah. retrospect. Well, and that's what I always found interesting about it because J.K. Rowling would tell them when they were making a misstep. And that's, yeah, yeah, I thought it was odd that she didn't push back on that. I feel like she really loved what was it, The Secret Garden, or I think that was a Quran film. She really loved one of the films that that he had done, and I think because they sensed the need for a change. And Quran was going to bring the like a lot of legitimacy in terms of cinematography to the film. I think that everyone else was a little bit more hands off just to see what he would do. And I think that they gave him a wider berth than she did the later directors. Mm-hmm. Except Goblet of Fire, nobody said anything to Mike Newell. <laughs> you can tell. And I guess there's just a certain threshold that in the case of the Patronus was not crossed in Rowling's opinion. You know, like creature, getting rid of creature that was over the line had to be yeah. fixed. Patronus, maybe it didn't bother her as much. Do you think she saw this movie and was like, yeah, that's good enough? Well, or read the script and thought it was good enough. Yeah. yeah. Or just didn't think about it. Yeah, well, because there were there were certain things I remember seeing an interview with her and Quran where he described, you know, how he had the shrunken heads. He had another concept that he wanted for the Great Hall where there would be like little miniature people jumping on keyboards mm-hmm. and like playing songs in the Great Hall. And apparently J.K. Rowling was like, no, those are not something that would exist in this universe. Only Warwick Davis can exist in this universe. <laughs> and that that's sacred. You know, the Great Hall, Hogwarts, I think. Mm-hmm. But would that have replaced the choir? Was that the thought you think? Or I don't know, but apparently she nixed it. So what do you mean there's no little people at Hogwarts? The house elves, come on. <laughs> like, and goblins at the bank and Diagon. Like there are totally little people in the Harry Potter world. Yeah, I don't think that's what she was saying. I think just the concept. The bouncing on the instruments or whatever you yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's silly, yeah. A little bit too much carnival circus. You know, honestly, like I... I have no problems with the time turning in this movie or book. It's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, it was a new concept, right? Right. What gets annoying with the time turners is their repeated use. Yeah. And they're kind of a plot hole as a result. Yes. So yeah. Should have been one and done. Right. It's a heck of a shot. But, you know, you also got to give credit to Quaron and the screenwriter and, I, I mean, really everybody on the crew who who made this coherent because they could have mm-hmm. screwed this up. They could have made this confusing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Time travel can be so easily messed up. But clearly the uh, executioner wasn't paying enough attention to see them <laughs> just run by. Mm. <laughs> And he gave it to a teen. Special permission. She's really responsible, guys. She takes her GPA very <laughs> seriously. <laughs> After only two years. Yep, you deserve one of these. If it were me, I'd be like, my hand still hurts from punching. Malfoy. <laughs>
Stonehenge of Hogwarts. Could have just said it outright, but okay. Yeah, Dumbledore likes to be uh, cryptic, so. He likes to play these games. He's like, yeah, if you succeed, but, you know, what if you mess it up? Then they both die. That's on you, (laughs) 13-year-olds. The pile of pumpkins is the perfect perch. Dumbledore said that too. Another riddle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll find out in the eighth story. Because Fudge hasn't thrown the rock yet. Duh. (gasps) Wait. Great aim. What a toss. That was a good toss. Here's an even better one. Dumbledore offering a nice tour of Hogwarts before killing Hagrid's bird. Does Hermione have a rainbow belt on? She does. How fun. And she's about to deliver a line that not a lot of people liked. Yeah, it's very un-Hermione. I'm forgetting what it was. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Funny though. You think that hair looks bad? Wait till you see that belt. <laughs> I like match. that belt. It doesn't match. It's out of place. What do you mean it doesn't match? It's a rainbow with the jeans and I don't know. It's not very Hogwarts to me. Maybe she's celebrating Pride Month. What do I know? I mean, she's muggle born. So some of her fashion choices might not look terribly Hogwartsian. True. About that. Don't you hate that? You want to take your dog for a walk and they just want to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gives zero bleeps. 
He doesn't little, know what's about to happen. A little lethargic, yeah, on the kind of his uh, execution day. <laughs> of all the days. Right. Ferrets. Mm, meat. <laughs> I feel like that is such a good um like Dumbledore moment. Like, oh look at the strawberries. Yeah, like, yeah, look at the children you... fleeing the scene. Look over there as soon as we exit. <laughs> Were they gonna hide a giant hippogriff? Like Harry and Hermione can fit behind the trees, but McNair is like, I want blood. Smash some pumpkins, bro. All right. I've loosened the restriction. You can just disapparate now. Laura, you've been axe throwing, right? I have. Ever throw an axe on a pumpkin? So much fun. No, that would be fun, though. Yeah, it looks it. Very satisfying. Mm. I think we should do like an axe throwing team building session next I time we all get idea. together. I might accidentally throw it at one of you three. <laughs> Not unless you turn around. I did go axe throwing one time and someone I went with threw the axe so hard that it bounced back at us. Yeah. Oh and my we gosh. all had to, we all had to spread very quickly. <laughs> oh my gosh. The place I went to does have clear, like lines. You stand like quite a ways back, mm-hmm. but that said people, you know, if it hits the wrong angle or whatever, it does bounce. This is another wizarding world attraction idea we have. Throw axes <laughs> at hippogriffs and pumpkins. Yeah. Hippogriffs worth two points. Pumpkins worth one. I agree. Why don't they ever take any of our ideas? <laughs> yeah, why don't they? They're all so good. <laughs> so good. This is all very artistic again. The shot here with the Wampy Willow. Yeah, I don't think I've ever really appreciated how many birds there are in this movie. Like... You know, you joke about the little hummingbird all the time, but the actual just like ravens and stuff that are just going through the air, the crows. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. My dad rocks. Uh. He's like, you don't got to remind me. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. That was quick. Funny how the tree is just not doing anything. (laughs) It's been immobilized. For all that time, though? 
Oh, yeah, probably not. I gotta say, for a, a predator creature, Lupin goes way the heck in the wrong direction when she howls. <laughs> Or maybe not. They're on the move. All right, this is the correct direction. <laughs> you learned that in a book, Hermione? Didn't think about that. Another line out of character. I like the low hanging fog there. It's like Jurassic Park now. So I feel like the uh, the T-Rex is the real hero of Jurassic Park. The original. Okay. I feel like she's she's the unsung hero. Nobody gives her her due credit. She saves uh, everyone at the end. Oh, well, yeah. And in Jurassic World, the first one, right? It's basically just a rehash of the yeah. original Jurassic Park. I, I didn't like Jurassic World. Oh, I like the first one, not the second. My new best friend. Gotta save him. (laughs) But wait, you're standing in the exact spot. I am the father.
It better because I'm trying to explain this to viewers. <laughs> yeah, the, the girl who's actually been time traveling this whole year and understands causality like nobody else, that doesn't make sense to her. Yeah. It's nice that Hogwarts has a little jail cell. Yeah, how convenient. These must be the ones Filch was talking about back in movie one. On top of a tower. Yeah. For um, only this reason. Love how nobody else is out on the grounds at this time. Oh, might be late. Your water fountain's working, Eric. Yeah, I love it. Oh, except you can see the hose pipe. I thought that too. Magic's That's not magic. Yeah. That's plumbing. Yeah, green. Wait, you spent time with my parents? What? With the resurrection stone. Here's like, where? What? Huh? scene would have been nicer on like a hillside instead of like practically inside Hogwarts. I don't know. It's just weird to see Buckbeak back in the school. Oh, parallel with movie four when all the birds take off. With the carriages? Maybe? The horses. Winged horses. Oh no, midnight. Dumbledore's going to lock us out of the hospital wing. Cinderella's going to turn into a pumpkin. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Did McNair kill Cinderella? This is a great moment, too. Cool shot. Dumbledore could not be less interested. (laughs) I love, like, the walk and stare. That's, like... (laughs) That was the first little, sign that Dumbledore was gay. Little hand wave. Good night. <laughs> Toodaloo. <laughs> oh, Ron. Yeah, Ron, you idiot. You grew up in a magical family. Man, you never heard this of apparition. Is gaslighting. Yeah. Oh, good. The Whomping Mule is back to normal. And that bird had shoddy aim. Leaving so soon. 
saw you coming on this map I invented. <laughs> yeah, like 10 minutes ago, dude. Snape. <laughs> right. I wonder if this room ever reappeared because it was at the back of his classroom. It's like his office, obviously, but they used this room a bunch of times mm-hmm. or the, the classroom part it. a bunch of times. Huh? Oh, Moody. Yeah. Think- In the next movie. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It. Fun it- fact. It's actually the Gryffindor common room. Uh, no, it's not. Uh, really? Well, it's about the same proportions. And isn't it? But you just said it was a fact. Okay. All right. All right. All right. But really, though, I mean, think. Look at the windows. Yeah. Look at the the way the door was shaped. Yeah, that's that's a good guess. Consistent architecture, if anything. Now I do want to know if the DADA office is in fact the Gryffindor common room, just without the beds in it. Mm Mm-hmm. I forgot about the freeze frame ending. Oh my God. Yeah. That's so (laughs) bad. It's so cringy. So my story is that when I was seeing this for the first time in a theater, I went to the bathroom around this moment and not realizing the movie was about to end, of course. And I come back. The credits are rolling. I'm like, I missed the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, and then I didn't see that closing terrible shot for like six months because I didn't see it again in the theater. <laughs> so I just had to wait for the DVD. Yeah, that oh, is no. ridiculous. <laughs> it is. Like, I guess like, it's a fun ending. It's, I don't it's know. like he just got his face sucked. It's a permanent. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's like a tie back to the Dementor. Yeah, I guess. Effect. We, we sticking around to see if we see Newt's commander? Eh, I, I already saw, saw him. him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't right. know if we'll see him again. I hit pause, so I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is already done. Micah has called it. Through. Wow. Well, it was fun. fun to do one of these. I'm looking very yeah. forward to You know, I, I promise as like, I was rough on this film. I will be, I will really try and be equally rough on the first film. I really don't think you were I don't that think rough. you were that rough on it. 
Yeah. But I, but I know that we'll all treat the first movie fairly, like, especially given that, you know, Laura, for instance, like you don't love it. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate it, but I just don't find it as engaging, I guess. But it's also been a long time since I saw the first movie. So who knows? I might change my mind. Yeah. It's hard to remove personal bias as it was my introduction to the Wizarding World. I think that's the other thing about it is like, I saw it from a perspective of I was getting introduced to everything. And so those moments where they're over the top explaining things don't hit me the same way because I didn't know that prior to watching, you know? Mm. Yeah. Something like that. We'll say I appreciate the movie a lot more. Maybe it's just the fact that we're watching it all together as opposed to this feels like home. The book to film adaptation is always a pain point, but I think as a film rewatching it and just seeing things that I hadn't even noticed before, I have a a better appreciation for it. I wouldn't, you know, put it in my top five, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's still there. I think it's fair. I appreciate all of your perspectives. You liked it better because there weren't any commercials. Oh yeah. Well that too, yeah. <laughs> and the ABC that family helps. and Freeform and <laughs> there would still be another uh what like two hours to Oh go. gosh. Yeah. yeah. But they do usually put in the deleted scenes. Yeah, that's good. That makes it worth it, I think. All right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed that. And like we said, we'll be back later this year with another commentary for movie one to celebrate 20 years since that movie was released. Wow. I know. I can't believe that. <laughs> 20, two, zero, crazy. All right, everyone. Bye. Bye. Y'all. Bye.